you know what, I can achieve anything I put my mind to. If young people don't know what's going on around them, then how can they be part of it? We came in with a bang and we left an impression on people. Hello, so this is a special edition of We Built This City and this episode is called We'll Build This City and it's part of Roland Dransfield's work with Manchester City Council's legacy project, our year 2022. And that's a vitally important campaign to put children and young people at the heart of what we do as a city. But it's not just 2022 and it leads into Manchester being accepted onto the UNICEF UK Child Friendly City Programme, which would lead us to having accreditation in 2024. And I'm really excited for you to hear on this episode, three inspirational young people who are deeply passionate about what changes need to be made to ensure that today's and tomorrow's generations have a positive future that they can really look forward to. And they are Manchester's elected members of Youth Parliament. So we've got Virginia Collins from Trinity High School, and she's a Manc through and through. She was born in North Manchester Hospital. We've got Lois Adela from the Dean Trust Ardwick. She's an adopted Manc. She's born in Spain. And we've got Dani Issa from Loretto College, another adopted Manc who was born in Hong Kong. And we've also got Councillor Gary Bridges. So he's an adopted Mancunian, born in Birmingham, and he's been here since 2005. And as executive member for Early Years, Children and Young People at Manchester City Council and lead member for Children's Services, he's headed up the Our Year 2022 campaign. So welcome to the first ever episode of We'll Build This City. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. So... First of all, Councillor Bridges, can I call you Gary? Yes, of course, please do. (laughs) Right, okay. So firstly, can you tell me what our year 2022 is all about? Who is it for and why is it important for the future generations of Manchester? It all started during the pandemic, really, because obviously everyone found it really tough. But what we were finding a lot was young people found it particularly tough. Like obviously schools were closed, all the kind of usual things they did, you know, sports club, music lessons, residential trips, all of that was kind of stopped basically and so whenever we're talking to young people they were telling us about the toll it had taken you know on their learning but also their fun enjoyment the mental health so what we decided to do is try and turn that on its head and say actually can we put children and young people at the heart of the recovery because the other message obviously we, we went and spoke to lots of children and young people in schools and youth groups and things like that as we were planning the year and they were saying to us look it has been really tough but we don't want it to be all doom and gloom we don't want to hear like covid generation and catch up and it all just felt very negative so we were like okay well let's turn it into a positive and make this whole year about children and young people about what they want what they want to see out of the city what they kind of want to see for their own recovery and that's kind of how it was born really um the our year 2022 and how did you actually engage with the young people how did you get their feedback it was so good actually because what we decided to do was we just went to where young people are anyway went to schools youth groups and all of the senior leaders like the chief exec all of the kind of senior um, directors in the council loads of councillors our partners went and did it too so I did a couple of visits in primary schools just like one in Chalter and one in Withenshaw and just literally sat down asked them what they want to see out of the city what are the things they're worried about what would they like Manchester to be how would they like it to be better and they had so many ideas they spent so long on it the couple of the schools that I went to they'd spent like the whole day the day before preparing like all coming together in ideas they made videos they had songs they really kind of went to town on it and so we've got loads of like stuff that we all took away like posters and videos and it was actually like a really positive experience and they had loads and loads of ideas about what 
they wanted to see from the city. It was so lovely to see all of that. And also what we noticed was that even really young children were so vocal and so clear on what they wanted. It was great to see that engagement. Yeah, it's, it's a really big age range, obviously, when yeah. you're trying to engage with like, you know, a reception right the way up to kind of someone going into college and thinking about uni and stuff. It's quite a broad age range for children and young people. So you know, it was good to capture like all of those different things and like the, the variety of ideas you got. I remember one of the little kids that I kind of went to see, he was just talking about, he would like to see like loads of water fights and water balloons oh. and like those kind of things, which obviously, you know, that's just <laughs> well, what we took away from Specific. that is actually he wanted fun. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He wanted like the chance to go and have fun with like people in his local area. And that's kind of just as important to capture as like an older young person's voice. Absolutely. And as you say, what came out of that was the fact that it was very positive that they didn't want the doom and gloom. Um, they wanted just that fun and to be able to be kids again. Exactly. That's what came across in every group, mm. every age group, wherever we were in the city. Actually, they were, at that point in time, if you kind of think back to how negative everything felt at the time, they were really just done with all of that. And they just wanted to have some positivity, have some fun activities to do near to their home that were accessible, not didn't cost the earth, didn't cost loads of money to get to. And that's what we took away as like, we need to make that happen as part of the year. And what had you seen as those biggest challenges throughout particularly covid well, yeah, in Manchester, we've obviously got a really big issue because we've got really high levels of poverty in the city. So we've got about 95,000 children like under 18 in the city and 41% of those are eligible for free school meals. So it's really high levels of need across the city. And then when you go add COVID into that, where things that people kind of took take for granted in their normal life, just the chance to go to school and see your friends and things, it really made a lot of those already existing inequalities much worse and then obviously now we've kind of come out of the pandemic we've got the cost of living crisis and inflation so there is a lot of pressure on young people because all young people kind of they want the same thing they want the chance to kind of learn they want opportunities for the future they want to kind of go and like take part in fun stuff but actually if you're not got as much money as other people it's kind of you get excluded so I think that's kind of what we wanted to try and address really. Mm. And Obviously, we come into the almost two a year to when we launched our year 2022. What are some of the key standout moments for you in terms of what's been achieved? Yeah, it has been. It's been really positive. I remember the, the launch, yeah. obviously, <laughs> which you'll remember yeah. uh, well. And getting the young people to launch it themselves was so amazing. I still have people come up to me and talk to me about that one boy in particular yeah. who uh, spoke so amazingly. But yeah. obviously, we launched it in full council as well on the same day as the public launch. And we had such a range of young people. We had a young people who spoke using a voice machine and she'd written all of her whole speech out and she was like really passionate about the environment. And we don't get the chance to hear directly from young people in the full council chamber like that usually. So that was a really good standout moment. And then there's been some really big like set piece events throughout the year so we had national play day in august and we had whitworth park there and all of our youth and play providers from across the city all came and put on activities and as part of it um, there was a free hot meal both for children and parents as when they bought them and it was just absolutely rammed like it was so busy and everyone was just like doing loads of fun stuff and actually it didn't cost the earth do you know what I mean a lot of it was just fun outside and different kind of games and things like that um, but it was really really popular and then one of the other things was we had a baby week so obviously with the pandemic in particular a lot of young mums and like young babies just hadn't had all of that 
socializing with other mums and stuff. I say mums, there were dads there as well, but <laughs> overwhelmingly mums. Yeah. And so the art gallery actually let us have the whole art gallery for the day. And all of our children's centers from across the city put on free transport. And it was it was really shocking to see the art gallery like that, actually. There's just prams <laughs> everywhere, screaming babies, babies running around. We had like BBC there. We had like baby yoga, just loads of like good stuff. And probably not the art gallery probably hasn't been used like that before by such a, a wide range of people from across the city and like all of that kind of stuff so that was really positive as well so there's been quite a few like really big kind of fun things mm. that we've done throughout the year that, that we're going to look to keep as well actually yeah definitely and that's the point isn't it obviously talking about that this is a legacy program so how important is it for Manchester that we've been accepted onto the UNICEF UK program and what kind of impact will that have going forward yeah, we're really happy about the UNICEF UK work because obviously this was born out of a specific point in time where we wanted to like do something. But actually, if you just kind of put stuff on for a year and then stop, it doesn't really change things kind of fundamentally. So we, we're really happy that we can go straight from our year 2022 into our UNICEF UK child-friendly city stuff. And so some of the things are kind of similar about making sure that there's like stuff for young people to do and that they're accessible and, you know, free um, and stuff like that but then as part of it there is a much bigger piece of work as well which is listening to young people making sure that young people are represented in all decision making bodies in the city they can really have their voice heard so we've done some of that throughout the our year stuff but I think it gives us like a much better platform to make sure that's really embedded and I think the other part of it is our year itself was always not just about the council, it was about working with businesses, about working with our partners, all of those kind of things. So we've made a lot of progress with that, obviously, as, as, as you know. But the next stage, the child-friendly city stuff, that is where that really is important because it needs to be about the whole city. And so we're kind of hoping that will take that to the next stage with some of that as well. Yeah, so the work that's been done in 2022 has really created that momentum and that, that profile, hasn't it? It's nice to see so much of that's been played out on social media as well. It seems like a lot of people are sharing um, the work that's been done. So what has to happen in three years in order for us to get the accreditation in 2024? How can people listening to this help? So it's quite a complicated process because there are quite specific things that you have to achieve. But fundamentally, it's about making sure that young people have a voice and a representation in lots of different ways and that you're always thinking about how can I make this city better for children and young people. So if anyone's listening and interested, then they can get in touch with us because that can be done in so many different ways. It could just be, um, you know, actually we could do some more internships or some work placements or, you know, we've got some more opportunities for apprenticeships or it could be you know we've got some time that we can give to mentor some young people we've had some kind of businesses and groups offer us space just to put on events and stuff and that's really valuable as well so there's quite a range of different ways you can do it really I think the takeaway is just just thinking how could we involve young people more in what we do and if people are up for that we'll always kind of help to make it happen yeah amazing Thank you, Gary. So let's hear from three young people who've definitely got a voice. So that's Virginia, Lois and Dania, Manchester's three youth MPs. So first of all, would one of you like to tell me what a youth MP is and what the role entails? Yeah, so basically a youth MP is the same as an MP, but it's the, for young people. So we're meant to represent the young people of Manchester, um, but we still get to do a lot of the same opportunities. So last week we got to go to the House of Commons and we had to get elected by the young people of Manchester. So it's just like all the normal things of an election and MPs would get elected by 
adults over 18s, but we had to get elected by people aged, I think, between 11 and 18. And before we started recording, you were telling me a bit about how you actually got elected. So do you want to tell me about that then, Lewis? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the process was quite... So the way I heard about this offer was through school. And we had an assembly where school was talking about how to be an NYP. And I was really confused, but I was interested. So I went home, told my mum about it. And she was like, you know what, sign up for it. So I did sign up for it. And there was a training session. Yeah. That was the first ever meeting where in order to go forward, you had to write a manifesto. And then there was like 10 candidates, I remember. Yeah, because um, it started off with about 30 of us. Yeah, it did. And then it was 10 candidates and we got given two weeks to like come up with our own campaigns, come up with our own ways that we can get young people to vote for us. So my method was to like create campaign posters and to make it easier for young people because you can't just tell someone about it and then, you know, send them a link and then expect them to open it because you know young people, they'll forget. <laughs> so I decided to make campaign posters and um, print them out and I was just going around school, you know, telling people about it, teachers in school helped me out they mentioned it in assembly they even mentioned it on our um school platform on google classroom where we get our homework i remember it's still on it um but yeah so after two weeks we had a meeting at the town hall was it i think uh, the council chamber yeah. at the council chambers yeah and you could invite family and friends and they finally announced the three chosen myps for manchester how did you feel I was really happy. We were next to each other because yeah. we were actually like friends. Yeah, we because were. I didn't I didn't know anyone else that yeah. was going for it. But then we like we on met. the first training session we became friends. Yeah. So we we said so. to each other like, oh, I hope we both get yeah. it. And then we were sat next to each other when um sh- they read out their names. And so was, I was, was happy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It was good. <laughs> and what did you learn in that process about yourself? You know, I can achieve anything I put my mind to because I was just really happy with myself, actually. And I was really happy that people actually voted for me. To me, it was like, oh, the effort that I put in, there was actually an outcome and I was happy with it. Have you always felt that it's important to kind of use your platform to use your voice? It was really important to show off my voice so that other young people like me could see that, oh, she's doing this, so why can't I try it? Because young people need to know that there's opportunities out there so that they can, you know, voice out their own voice. Absolutely, yeah. how about you? Yeah, I think young people definitely um, need to learn about politics when they're young because if you get into adulthood and you haven't already been educated on what politics is and you're not already active on that type of topic, then you're not likely to vote. And there's enough people that didn't vote in this last election where they literally could have formed their own political party and won and they could have had the MP in now. But the reason that they didn't vote was just because when they were young, like they weren't inspired by politics. So, so I think it's definitely really important that we get people interested into being active and thinking that they do have a voice and that their vote does matter you know what I mean so yeah absolutely so can you tell me you had a manifesto each of you so do you want to tell me a bit about what they were yeah sure Um, my manifesto was on mental health youth crime and discrimination so then my plan was to like make more youth centers so we can get um, young people to feel safe in a building where there's like adults around instead of like being part of other things because like if young people have something to do something to learn or something to keep them busy then they're most likely to like be kept away from let's say bad activities peer pressure you know what I mean so my manifesto was really long it included every single information that I can't keep on top of my head (laughs) but yeah 
And how about you? For me, one of the main points of my manifesto was creating more opportunities for young people in Manchester. And this basically came from me thinking that the reason why I got the opportunity to be right here right now as an NYP was because I went to the Manchester Youth Council, but I went to the Manchester Youth Council because I had the time every Monday evening and the resources to get to the town centre to sit inside. So I learned about this because I just had the resources and the opportunities to do it. But I was aware that not everyone in Manchester has that same opportunities and that same way of getting it to it. So even though I might not be the best NYP that there was for the job at the time, but we just wouldn't know because not every single young person in Manchester had the opportunity to be given it. So I just think that it's really important that every single young person in Manchester, so then we always have the best person that's so true one of the things that we discovered when we started to work on this project was the realization that so many young people of Manchester don't even get into Manchester they don't even feel that some of these places and this city is actually theirs because they don't have the ability to access that so when you're talking about better opportunities that the type of thing that you say into more inclusiveness more equality I generally feel like it's just the lack of knowledge mm. that um, young people don't know the opportunities that are out there for them. Because when I remember during the two weeks that we were given, I was going around telling people about um, youth parliament and they had no idea what it was. They, like, they literally had no idea. So you had to like, full and explain to them. But then it also shows, it literally shows the lack of knowledge. Because if young people don't know what's going, around, what's going on around them, then how can they be part of it? It's just really sad to see that some people could, if they were to know about something and do it, it could change the outcome of, let's say, the future, the path that they're walking through. But, like, you know, I hope that with everything that we're doing, we can create more awareness on opportunities that young people can be given and how they can use them. So, Donny, could you tell me about your manifesto and what was important to you when you got elected to be an NYP? Yeah, so the three main points that I put forth were tackling inequality, battling the stigma around mental health, and then also working to end period poverty. And the reason I chose those is, obviously, mental health is something that the young people feel very passionate about it's something that we've seen nyps you know year and year they always get elected on something about that and it just shows how important of an issue it is um tackling inequality i think it's pretty self-explanatory i'm like i'm an asian muslim female it's quite self-explanatory why i think i feel that passionately about it um in terms of period poverty it wasn't something that came to light until like my final year in secondary school some friends of mine they put together a project at school and I got involved in that and it was because of that why I realized it was such a big issue and now I'm trying to like work with other organizations one is called Crimson Wave I'm trying to work with them to see what we can do to help with ending period poverty and yeah one thing that comes up in all of your manifestos is mental health is that something you've been aware of for years? You think it's been an issue or is it something that was really an issue through the pandemic? Definitely through the pandemic. Through I mean, pandemic. it's always been an issue, mm. obviously. It's always existed, but through the pandemic, it just it increased worse. it so bad, especially yeah. like for young people, it got a lot worse because it's always been an issue in adults. But for young people, it's never really been an issue because we've always had that opportunity to get out and like meet friends and have opportunities given to us but when you're just trapped inside for two years and all your development skills that are formed between the ages of you know 11 to 
16 when you're just trapped inside and you can't meet your friends and you lose all your social skills and you lose all your friends and it's just honestly like the worst experience I hated lockdown so bad so yeah Yeah, honestly and I think like this might apply to me personally because I'm a year older than them but exams that really pair that with the pandemic honestly words can't describe how bad of a mix it was and then obviously with like family life like everything around me every person around me every single person that I interacted with whether that be online or the rare you know face-to-face interactions it was just stress and people didn't know how to deal with you know the feelings that they were experiencing the workload that had you know just overwhelmed them and in terms of exams it was just a nightmare because you didn't know oh like are we going to do our exams are they going to get cancelled should I still put in all this effort and then the lack of motivation it was just really hard to deal with. As for me, I was in year eight back then. When lockdown first happened, I'm going to be really honest, the young people, some of us were excited because we thought, oh, no school. But you know what? It had a massive impact, honestly. I'm in year 11 now and to think back and realise how much of education I've missed out, it's, it's just not it. Like, yeah. It's so hard and I feel so, so sorry for your generation. Um, and also relationships are really important, aren't they? You know, you find your tribe and you have the people around you who support you. And that was that was taken away at a really important time. I wanted to ask, you know, we look at Manchester as a city of great equality and it's a kind city and that city's there to kind of put its arms around us and look after us. Um, do you think that's true or is that a bit of a rose-tinted view um, of a city what's, what's your view because you've also all of you have mentioned lack of equality mm, I think parts of Manchester you know like that's what I mean it's inequality kind of because in some parts of Manchester it's really really great like central Manchester right now where we are if you there's so many opportunities around you I mean there's Manchester Youth Council you can go to the library there's usually an event on every weekend there and there's just a lot of activities and workshops around you that you can really get involved in things in the museums and stuff and the and the art galleries um, but then in other parts of Manchester so say North Manchester because I'm from North Manchester in you know Harper Ray, Muston there's a youth zone there's that's it that's the only thing for young people for yeah. about and four miles and the library yeah well, yeah, um, I absolutely agree with her. There's many opportunities here in central Manchester for young people that young people can get involved in. But for places like, I I'm, I live in North Manchester too, so for places like North Manchester, like Virginia said, there's only a few couple of places, apart from the Manchester Youth Zone and the library and the Harper Hay Market, I feel like that's the only place a young person could ever go. Harper um, Market. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good shouts out there. No, 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 but yeah. I live in Longsite, so I don't live in North Manchester. Um, but I would say the same. In terms of the community, it's great. I feel very much at home, and obviously, I've moved around a lot. I've not always been in Manchester, but this is where, like, my second longest residency, if you will. So it is basically home, but. In terms of opportunities, again, central Manchester, there's an abundance of opportunities. But then if you go down to like Longsite, there's like a few community centers and then there's Longsite Market. <laughs> there's lots of food places, but I wouldn't say there's that much to do for like young people. We have a few parks. They're great-ish, but, you know, I'd say central Manchester is great for opportunities and equality. But then depending on where else you go, 
like there's no sugarcoating it. You will face, you know, racism. Maybe you'll face other forms of discrimination. But I think it's really unfair to paint Manchester with like a giant paintbrush that says, oh, it's very unequal because that's just not true. It's just certain areas that, you know, sort of taint the rest of the um, city. And what do you feel about the Our Year 2022 campaign in terms of what it's trying to do for young people in terms of finding those opportunities? I think it's great. Like, it's a year, it's our year. It's what it's, it's like, it does what it says in the name. It's a year for the young people. And we've had a lot of great opportunities to be involved in it. I think one of the key ones that stand out to me is when we were able to sort of host and organize Manchester Day, we could host, uh, we were able to host like a takeover of Piccadilly Gardens. It was great. We got like really nice t-shirts. Um, <laughs> and it was like really fun. Like I've never experienced something like that because it was a great chance for us to have our views like heard and our opinions heard and we got to meet a lot of other people yeah um to expand on the manchester day event um we got really good reviews like i was Mm. personally i was really happy with the reviews we had people from the community saying oh they would bring their child here again they feel like manchester piccadilly gardens is now safer than what they used to think and with that you could see that oh you know what the effort that we're putting in is actually it's it's making a change you know and it was changing people's opinions and just the the planning um the planning part itself was just really fun i can't <laughs> it's really fun it was a great day wasn't it so i want to introduce el gorick at this point because el has been instrumental in heading up this amazing campaign our year 2022 in the roland dransfield team and it was important to us that we had somebody who was young and who could relate to some of the challenges that a lot of young people in manchester had gone through And she was desperate to be involved in this. So with passion like that, there was no way she wasn't going to get the job in the team. And it's been a great success and she's loved working on it. And we've loved working with Elle because her enthusiasm has been infectious. So Elle, I think it's important that you do ask a question on this podcast. I'm going to hand over to you now. So one of my highlights of the year was Manchester Day. What did you enjoy the most about Manchester Day this year? What I enjoyed the most was a lot of young people coming together and just generally having fun and bringing their family and friends along with them. Yeah, and we also tried to get people from different areas. So we got people from Hydeal, which is a youth, youth club. Then we got people from Manchester Youth Zone. And we just made sure that people from all areas of Manchester came together. And a lot of my friends, they told me, like, I didn't know Manchester did things like this. So that was a great time because we we started that like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Manchester that. Business it was now. like the first one after the pandemic and everything it was just we came in with a bang and we left an impression on people and like even now I've had people come up to me like yeah they complain about traffic but then they're like but then we got out of our cars and we saw what was going on and you know we were grateful for it they said it was amazing that it was young people who hosted it because they could tell there was a difference and for a lot of people, like myself included, I didn't even know Manchester Day was a thing. But then when we got to promoting it and everything, people loved it. Like, they absolutely loved it. And Manchester gave us that opportunity. So yeah. that's, that's like a good step it's forward. an amazing job as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really well and that's going to happen now going forward, isn't it? They get young people involved in that day. Yeah, definitely. And as they were saying, I mean, the, the Piccadilly side of it, we'd never done that before. We didn't know, you know, is it going to work or not? And... I went on the day, it was amazing. Like, and for all different ages as well, we had little kids planting seeds, climbing wall, music stage. Like it was, 
it was a really good job mm, amazing i want to ask you about we're, we're recording this in uk parliamentary week um and you told me you all went down to house of commons last week what was that like honestly unreal i still have people coming up to me in college because obviously i've only just started college no one knows me but now they do because they're like oh my god i saw you you were in parliament how was it you were on the green benches it was honestly surreal because you could really see how young people came together and we all although there were some things that you know people had different views about i think it's safe to say that all together we all had one joint view and that was to make the UK a better place for young people. And I think the passion that we had could be seen through our debates, through the you know amazing debate leads that we had, and through a lot of the speakers that we had as well. I had the chance of speaking on the topic about the impact of discrimination on health. And honestly, I have to confess, I didn't prep anything. I did go in, and I wasn't expecting to get chosen, but I gave my speech. But you could see how people genuinely listen to it because people would come in like come up to me during lunch and after the sitting was over and they were like wow that was really good you said stuff that I didn't know and vice versa it was it was really good it was amazing honestly like it leaves me speeches I still can't process the fact that I was at the house of commons and I gave a speech like I was really I was really happy with myself but I was I feel like at first it didn't really sink in until I had the opportunity to give out a speech on the cost of living crisis and then um, family and friends got the um, got the hand of the video and then their reactions made me kind of proud of myself because yeah. I was really happy. I was like, wow, I did that, you know? And then you had my mum at home watching the video over and over. Like, it was just... Oh. <laughs> I was so proud of you. Yeah, um, I had people at school asking me um, how it was, was I nervous, which... I was nervous, like, I've got to be honest, it was low-key nerve-wracking, but um, as for my speech, I think I did well, I did prep a bit um, during lunch, I was like, no, I have to, I have to prepare, because it was being live-streamed, and I did not want to mess up, but yeah, overall, it was such a good experience, I'm so happy, and I, I feel like I want to go back there, <laughs> I definitely want to go back. So do you think you all fancy a career in politics? Yes. <laughs> I went home and I did some research on how to be an MP. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm really excited for what the future holds. I still want to go uni, do the courses that I want to do. But I want to I wanna see what the future brings, you know. You can never know. You never know. I'm a bit different. I, I've always wanted like a career in politics and then becoming an MYP was a step towards that. So like I, I'm not going to get into it now, but I've had like a life plan ahead of me and it's like oh at this stage I want to do this and then at that stage I want to do that so a career in politics is definitely something that I'm like trying to achieve. It's amazing and your journey this year as well it gives you the opportunity to mentor young people doesn't it obviously and show them how you've used your voice and also how you've done amazing things that you were actually quite nervous about in the first place in some cases but you grow massively through doing this kind of thing um we had emma greenwood on the we built this city podcast in the previous season and she said what was really important to her was also adult partnerships and relationships that as young people you still need the support of 
people who are older than you. So is that something that you can resonate with? Yeah, I absolutely agree with what you've just said, because, you know, at the end of the day, we can still have an idea, but we are going to need someone to help us, you know, bring the idea to life. And in this case, it's adults, because us as young people, we might have the thought and the idea of what or whatsoever but however it's the adult that has the power to like low-key bring it to life if you understand what I mean and I just feel like um it's really good because we can then have like a um we can have like a support system that um helps us into bringing our ideas to life instead of thinking of what we want to do and then having no one to support us and bring it to life yeah I agree I think um like sometimes adults kind of they bring us back to reality in a sense because ambition is a good thing but um there are some times where it's kind of like oh maybe we're being a bit too ambitious which obviously isn't a bad thing but you do need like adults around you to form that support network to sort of remind you like oh yeah ambition's good but maybe in order to do that we need to take smaller steps first and I just think it's all about finding the right adults because I know that's like based off of my experience and my friends' experiences, uh, sometimes they're like, oh no, I wouldn't say I w- like I want to share everything with an adult because sometimes they do this, sometimes they do that. But I think it's just all about finding like the people that you really bond with because like this might, you know, not resonate with everyone, but I think at some points age really doesn't matter once you find the people that you're going to bond with you're going to bond with them regardless of their age and I think a you know a great example would be um the Manchester Youth Council because the adults who support that um youth group is incredible because it would not be able to run without them yeah we have the young people who are interested in it but you know they provide us with a space they provide us with you know refreshments um, and the support if I like I know if if I need to discuss anything I know who I can go to and I know I'll get the support that I need I also think um, it's really good to have role models um, just because um, if you don't see someone that is like you and has achieved something then you might not think that you're able of achieving it but just in, like knowing that people exist or having someone out there that's done something that can inspire you being inspired and then motivate you to do your own thing is like really important how's that make you feel Gary about the work that you're doing as you in your role no it's good I think it's really good that our year like actually resonates and that young people actually own it because that's always one of the things that we wanted we didn't want it to be like me or people like me sort of own it and that's why the young people came up with the name our year because um, it was meant to be like, you know, it's over to you kind of thing. You tell us what you need. And I think that's, you know, some of the comments about how adults and young people work together are things that kind of I recognise as well. I mean, as part of IU, I did some reverse mentoring with some previous NYPs, actually. So they were mentoring me, not the other way around. Um, but it was kind of quite interesting because obviously, you're right, young people are very, you know, loads of really big ambition, loads of really good ideas. And you don't want to lose that, do you know what I mean, at all. You don't want to be like don't want to shout up and change the world but obviously as you know part of being an adult sometimes is the kind of the grim realities of compromise or the restrictions of your own circumstances so having that dialogue where you kind of respect each other enough to be honest with each other and stuff is really really good and really helpful I think for for both of us do you know what I mean absolutely so what would you say to any young people who would want to get involved in say youth council or youth forums is that a good idea Definitely, just do it. Like, don't even be afraid. (laughs) Don't hesitate. 
no one judges yeah. yeah don't hold back like yeah. i said this before as well the worst thing that you'll get is maybe a no or like maybe a you know better luck next time but that's not meant to stop you like maybe there are just better things ahead for you just do it mm. right. you only live once you might as well just <laughs> do that very true So on We Built This City, we always do a Manchester quick fire round. So I'm going to, normally we have one guest, I'm going to just split these around, but there's one then question I'll ask you all. So first of all, Dania, describe Manchester in three words. Vibrant, diverse, home. Love it. Okay. What would you miss most about Manchester if you had to leave? Just all my friends and not all the people in it. I love the people in it. Like That's like my family and my friends. That's the people that are most important in my life, so... Yeah. Everyone always says the people about Manchester. We ask that question. Gary, if Manchester could add one thing it's not already got, what would it be? A beach, (laughs) uh, a water park. Wow. (laughs) We have got a new park in the city centre now, haven't we, for the first time in 100 years? We do, and it's already really popular. Mm. Got lots of uh, of visitors there. It's really good. Lots of young people. there. Everyone's been raving about it. It's amazing. I need to go on that massive metal slide. I keep driving past it and seeing it. Um, Lois, most inspirational Mancunian. Could be anybody. I would say Marcus Rashford. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. We're trying to um, get him on the Our Year 2022 celebration event. Trying. I would be it, excited to see him. Leave yeah. it with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the, chi- the question we ask everybody is, what do you order at the chippy? So, uh, Just like fries, just chips, yeah. Fish and chips, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> mushy peas. <laughs> like just mushy, mushy peas. <laughs> yeah. I love oh, mushy Garrett. peas. Garrett. And my haddock and chips. Yeah, oh. So we talk about legacy and we built this city. This is a city that is creating a massive legacy and you're, you're doing that in spades. So what one thing would you like to be remembered for, Virginia? I'd like to be remembered for the way I treated people. I hope uh, that in my life I treat people well in my life and like they remember me for the good things that I did and helped out other people. That's lovely. Yeah. I would like to re- be remembered as someone who just never gave up. Even if she was down, she always her way back up amazing Dania um I think maybe the drive that I have to make a change and then possibly if I do make a change for that uh because yeah I I think I'm a very motivated person at the right times (laughs) that's something that I'd like to remember for yeah my drive amazing go on Gary (laughs) um I think just being remembered for making a bit of a difference you know what I mean it's 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 rare that you get the opportunity to and obviously in the role that I am um really just the the opportunity to make a bit of a difference and obviously making Manchester a friendlier place for young people giving young people more of a platform and a voice so that's what I'd like to be well I think Manchester is in very safe hands this in the future good luck to you all and Gary it's been great working with you over the past 12 months so I just wanted to say to people listening that a big part of our involvement has been um, helping to get some corporates and brands organised, and as you said before, Gary, to help them engage with the young people of Manchester and provide space, resources, mentors, money also to help some of these amazing activations that we've been talking about. So there's room for more. And if you'd like more information, if you um, use the hashtag 
2022 our year or if you have a look on the website at ouryear.co.uk and we've also got a very exciting event on the 31st of January at Manchester Central to celebrate all the amazing work that's been done so far this year if you keep your eyes open we'll be sharing some information about how you can get involved and come along to support us working towards a UNICEF UK child-friendly city so thank you very much Councillor Bridges Gary and huge thank you to Virginia Lois and Dani for sharing your passion and your commitment to Manchester and for helping us to build this city. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.